Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast! podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, welcome inside Hour 2 of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where going to the fourth quarter, it is still all nuggets, 93-75. The Lakers had cut the lead to six, but the Nuggets go on a run to end the third quarter. They are up by 18. They are shooting 56% from the floor. Uh, it has been all Denver. Jeremy Grant has 21 in 21 minutes. Michael Porter Jr. is having a good night. Morris off the bench. It is a complete and total Nuggets effort. And I know they're shooting well. But really, I, I look at the Lakers and LeBron and Anthony Davis, and this is one of those games where LeBron doesn't really look like he's he's having the impact on the game that he normally does. And Anthony Davis somehow has no rebounds through three quarters. Anthony Davis has zero rebounds. Zero. I know you're shooting 55%. That's really good. But he has no rebounds through three quarters. He is 20 and zero through three quarters. Well, I mean, there's still been 57 rebounds in the game. Uh, You're shooting 50%. Well, you still have missed 31 shots. So figured one ball would have fallen harmlessly into his lap. Uh, JaVale McGee has one rebound. <laughs> and Dwight Howard has one rebound. <laughs> so you tell me how that makes sense. Being out-rebounded 33-18 overall. Bodies flailing, loose balls finding the hands of the Nuggets throughout this game. Uh, Both LeBron and AD shooting 50%, right? 37 points between them, but uh, Davis minus 6, James minus 8. 0 for 5 combined from 3-point range, and LeBron James has attempted two free throws. You always circle that column with him. If he's only got two free throws, like, what are we doing? You're going to get a call every time you drive to the rack, so why... 
are you not? Yeah, this is one of those games where you can see the Nuggets. Uh, the, the, they have more hustle. They have more want to. They're playing more desperate. They're playing like the team that's down to zip, and the Lakers are playing like the team that, okay, we're going to withstand them early because they're going to give us their best run, and then we're going to slowly reel them in in the second half, except that hasn't happened. And you're at the fourth quarter, and, and, and the Lakers are in danger of getting blown out of the water here in the fourth. But still, that you, you, you just watching the game with your naked eye, you could tell the Nuggets are the team that wants it more, the Lakers not quite as aggressive as they should be. Uh, I would firmly expect a better and bigger Laker effort in Game 4, but just going what we're seeing right now, uh, this, is, this has not been a game where the Lakers came out and said, we're going to take this game, and we're Gonna, we're going to end this series right now because we can because we're up to zip. I, I just didn't see that from the Lakers tonight. Just figured you'd come out with that same aggressiveness, though, wanting to put these guys away because you've seen it two rounds in a row, what they're doing, right? You let them hang around, things get, uh, get a little strange in the bubble, as we've seen with this team. And suddenly you get a couple of contributors off the bench. Murray gets shakes free for a, a couple extra shots, and all of a sudden you're in trouble. And so I really was shocked that you, you didn't get the big push. Like, first quarter was basically even. But since then, you've just seen more hustle points from, from Denver. Again, we point to the rebounding totals are just off the hooks, right? Nearly double uh, at this point. Turnovers are about the same. And free throws, Denver shot nine more free throws, which makes no sense at all, given the way this series has been set up and the way the Lakers generally play basketball, right? Working down into the low post, feed it to the big men, and let them cause havoc. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Uh, we'll keep you updated on this game. Timeout on the floor right now. 97-77. They have pushed the lead out to 20. At some point, you have to wonder, uh, is Frank Vogel going to pull LeBron NAD from the game and say, all right, guys, you know what? Not our night, and we'll bring it back and get ready for game four. Uh, but well, Jamal right now, Murray just dunked, man. Yeah. I mean, and, he's and got look, 20 it's, and 11. It's it's a complete and total. The Nuggets are out everythinging. It's a word, right? Yeah. Everythinging. Yeah, They're no, you out can do that, everythinging sure. the Lakers yeah. tonight. It's just and really and what's if happening. we could get four, four minutes deeper into this game, Smith, mm-hmm. we may see Bowl Bowl again. Oh, you're right. We could see him. We could see Bowl Bowl. Just saying. You're just right. Put it out there. We could see Bowl Bowl. Oh, suddenly now that's everybody wants. Bowl Bowl Bowl. Bowl, bowl, bowl. You know, we used to, and and, uh, and you know that happens in a lot of schools. But that was always like the most fun thing at the end of a basketball game when in college when you wanted the walk-ons to come on and you would cheer for the walk-on and you scream like in Syracuse you would scream for them to put for sure. Bayheim to put walk-ons in. And that was like at the end of game. It's like and, and other fans are like, why is everybody screaming? We want to see the walk-ons get in for the final minute. Plus, we're all drunk. It doesn't matter <laughs> what we're doing right now. Uh, so, yeah, so Bull Bull, we could see him uh, in a few Bowl. minutes. Uh, meanwhile, in the NFL, uh, big news today, a couple of things, is that the ratings from Monday Night Football came out. Raiders opening their new home. And when they first came out early today, it was, hey, the ratings look like they might be good. Uh, but the West Coast isn't counted. It takes them a while to count because you can't do overnights uh, without and because you miss the West Coast. It takes a little bit more time to figure out. Well, ratings from Monday Night Football Week 2 are up 26% over the same game last year, which if you remember, that was Jets-Browns, where there was a lot of interest in that game. The Jets were supposed to be good. It was Baker Mayfield and the Browns and Odell Beckham. There was a lot of interest in that game, and it did pretty well. The Raiders-Saints up 26% over that game last year. So I, I and the first thing I had to do was like I, I got to ask you. I thought nobody was watching the NFL anymore. I thought that's <laughs> why I thought everybody was social messaged out and no one's watching the NFL anymore cuz guys are kneeling for the national anthem where they're holding hands, they're locking arms, they're in the they're in the locker rooms. I thought nobody's watching the NFL anymore. I really at that but that's what I was told by many people that say, "Hey, you know what? You see what happens when you do this. Oh, people, you're going to I thought nobody was watching and st- Ratings seem to be up. Fox is up again this week. CBS is down. Fox up. Maybe, maybe fans are upset 
but it's not fans that watch NFC games, so they watch the teams in the NFC, but fans of the AFC teams are upset, so they're not watching CBS as much as people are watching Fox. Maybe that's what it is. I'll watch well, the games on Fox, but the but the AFC players who disrespect the anthem, that, oh yeah, that I'm not going to watch, but I'll watch the Fox games, because that no, maybe no, no. that's what's going on. Well, I mean, it really comes down to this. I mean, they start their day with Fox Football Sunday, LeVar Arrington and Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio, transition to uh, the great Fox pregame shows, right? Colin Cowherd with Krista Thompson and team, followed by the broadcast Hall of Famers, Fox NFL Sunday. So, I mean, you you really get a good buildup into those all-important games across the Fox network. Look, and with from Monday Night Football, the, another big push was to have it on ABC because it was on ABC mm-hmm. here in Los Angeles. Yeah. That's a great right? move. So you you add network television, you've changed oh, the game. Oh, that's what right? it is. Because it's on network TV, more people are saying, okay, now I'll watch. It doesn't matter if well, people are new. Now I'll watch. It's because it's on help. network TV. Sure, but it's still, but if people aren't watching the game because they're no. all social social messaged no. out, it doesn't matter if it's on network TV. I'm not going to no, watch the that game. the numbers were strong no, across no, no, the no. board. And now you added more. Yeah, people have not gone away. Uh, they've gone away in New York. We did the ratings yesterday. Yes, because when your team stinks, when your right. team absolutely stinks, less people watch. I mean, that's just how it is. Listen, but if, that's the point: is that you balance that, and and with football, it happens very quickly. If yeah, you can tell your team is trash or in a over, matter of yeah. mere moments. Well, or the Jets, like, like for when 10 Raheem years. Mostert sprints down yeah. the sideline. Hey, let's turn on the Jets. Click touchdown, 49ers. Click. I'm done. All right, what do we want to do today? Um, suddenly I got three hours free. What do you want me to get on the roof? Want me to do some roofing? Want me to get do anything needs to get fixed? Because I'm going to go to the store right now. I mean, look, anybody, if you want to do the whole, people aren't watching because of politics, because of blah blah blah. You have to take the L. I'm sorry, but you have to take that big fat L and wear it because ratings are up in some cities. Ratings are down in some cities, right? That's just, that's how it is. Ratings are up for a lot of games. Ratings are down for some games. That's just how it is, right? So you can't sit, walk around and go, oh yeah, yeah. It's the whole it's the whole woke sports thing. And that. no, 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 you can't do it. You can't do it. You have to take that loss and you have to move on to something else because that clearly is not what's going on. There's many reasons for the NFL. People, if your team stinks, less people watch. Are are some cities? People coming back a little bit less. Yeah, it happens that way. Look, it's if it was everything was down across the board and no one showing any kind of growth or anything else. All right, now you got to show me a trend. But when when half are up or two thirds are up and a third is down, what what can you say? Everybody after week one wanted to run out and go, oh look, oh it's woke sports and we got okay, well. Yeah, there was a lot were down, but a lot of places were up. New England was up. The the Patriots game was up. The uh, other the the Vikings game against the Packers was up. It was up, and now more are up than are down this week. I mean, you, you have to take that loss. You got to take. Yeah, the well, I mean, on. look in terms of being up, if we're doing year over year, um, last year week two was Cleveland Jets. Jets, yeah. Um, <laughs> ESPN only telecast, uh, according to the, the ratings, 12.2 million. And so this year between ABC, ESPN, you got a total of about 15.4 people wanting to see the death star. Uh, and look, who doesn't celebrate the new Orleans saints? Cause you know, you're going to get to see some great jazz bands, and, and well, then you have the Killers come out and sing a twenty-year-old song. <laughs> I guarantee you, there's so many people watching. On oh, the Killers are still around. Oh, they're from Vegas. Wow. Okay, I haven't heard this song in a long time. All right. Yeah, that was no, the reaction. I, I, I was really surprised. Mm-hmm. Well, but you know what? You always play the hit, right? Yeah, sure. They're not giving them two songs. Sure. No. Even though you got a new album, you're trying to push. <laughs> You know, uh, you, you get one song at halftime. All right, we got. I got to play that one, really. <laughs> you know, know. And, so you know the, yeah, the all other sorts part of factors it, go into this. Though the, the other part of it is this, and this is something I want to go back to what Troy Aikman mentioned a few years ago when we said, oh, Troy Aikman, I, I can't believe he said that. But remember when he said, I want to say it was 2016, 2015, 2016, he goes, you know, the one thing I worry about football is that there's going to be too much of it. We're, we're, we're oversaturated with football, and eventually there's going to be a blowback. And we said, oh, come on. you kidding? No one can get enough football. Are you kidding? 
But now look at some of the games that are down. It's the nationally televised games. It's a Thursday night game or a Sunday night game or sometimes a Monday night game, but not last night. Uh, what happens is is that you see viewing habits as they change over time. Not every game is a must-see game, and it doesn't mean that I'm not watching the NFL, not as being an NFL fan, but whereas five years ago, watching the Jags and the Titans on Thursday night, I'm in for Jags-Titans. I got to see Jags-Titans. But now, five years later, it's, well, Jags-Titans Thursday night, I don't know. I could keep track of it, maybe check in on the score later on. Everybody's habits have changed, and because there's so much football, is every game the must that it used to be? And when you have you start the week on Thursday, and then you got all day Sunday and Sunday night, and then Monday night, that is a lot of football. And that's where I would like to see someone look into some kind of stats on: is that is it the oversaturation of football? Is it does it need to be a little bit more special? Now, as long as these these games still keep winning the night, and well, it's the number one program on Thursday night, the number one program on Monday night, number one program on Sunday night. That's not going to go anywhere. But I wonder if that if that you look at the ratings and go to. People are people footballed out because it's the national games mainly that we look at because most of the the local game, as long as your team is okay, ratings are up and everybody's watching. If your team stinks, ratings are down. That's how it goes. But the national games are the one where you wonder and go, hmm, do we have a little bit too much? Even though it's not going to happen, but is that what the real thing is? Because with so much football, we could be oversaturated. Well, but I mean, that that is a, to a large part, I mean, I think what you look at with the NBA too, right? I mean, we, we laughed about breakfast with the Bucks uh, and had some fun with that along the way. But, you know, there, there's larger concerns in, in, in all of these, right, when you're starting to talk about TV dollars and cents. and But they're saying Fox's re-up is going to be over $2 billion. So clearly that's nice and healthy. Uh, curious as to what happens, you know, if, when the other shoe drops economy-wise in terms of businesses that can't get re-upped and running coming out of this, right? The dire situations, bars, restaurants, hospitality, live events, and those establishments. Because if you, if you were to tell me, I mean, and again, it, it always comes down to ratings, measurements, and trying to figure out the best to capture as much of who's truly watching as you can, right? The communal events that are out there. My brothers were able to go to their favorite you know, neighborhood bar in Chicago. They basically gave them a uh, a private entrance where they just kind of hung out as a group to watch the Bears game with, with the folks there. But I mean, that's that that was rare, right? They got the to have the socially distanced but together kind of experience. And I'm wondering how many people where there there's something lost in what the game day is, whether you're an NBA fan or NFL fan, that kind of takes you away from it. But, you know, the NBA had their issues that year over year before Christmas Day this past year, ratings were down nearly 20% on ESPN. Uh, actually, what, about 178 was what I saw in one article. Uh, and then about 7% on TNT. And so you're trying to figure that with all the different streaming options you have, all of your, you know, his, history-making plethora of choices, <laughs> you know, should we be looking at ratings the same way, I guess, is this is the question I would ask. Yeah, no, because everything changes. And it's are we looking at a at a um a model right now that is outdated? I mean, and how long right. does it take a model to be outdated? Is something outdated in three years? Is it outdated in four years? Could it be outdated in six months? I mean, that that's a that's a big thing. The way we measure, someone eventually is going to figure that out, and then it's going to be, oh, okay, well, now things seem like they're getting back to normal a bit. I mean, that's just that's just what I I really like to see the focus on that right now. Uh, Twitter yeah. at how about a fresco? Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Uh, Mike's Nuggets. He's got them in the NBA Finals. They are now trying to hold on against the Lakers. A 16-6 run to start the fourth quarter has the Nuggets on top by eight. Still a lot of time left in this one, and suddenly Anthony Davis, who still doesn't have a rebound, at least he has 27, and uh, LeBron starting to come alive a bit here. The Lakers not dead yet in this one. We'll keep you posted throughout the night. How you feeling, Mike? How you feeling about your Nuggets holding on here? They're ready to pack their bags and go home. You got to play 48 <laughs> minutes, boys. 
What are we doing? Indeed knows you've still got big goals for your business, so you need to hire people who are going to make a real impact. Indeed can help you find high-impact hires faster without any long-term contracts and with more efficient use of your budget thanks to their super flexible payment options. Indeed has given you a free $75 credit for your first sponsored job post so you can get in front of more quality candidates fast. Get ready to hit your hiring goals at Indeed.com slash high-impact. That's Indeed.com slash high-impact. Terms and conditions apply. Coming up next, we'll keep you updated on the Lakers and the Nuggets, but two of the worst teams in the NFL that people aren't talking about. By that, I mean teams that aren't the Jets and the Giants. (laughs) Who are they? That's coming up next, Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Store on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, well, that changed in a hurry. The Lakers starting the fourth quarter with a 23-8 run has cut the Nuggets' lead to three, make it four after a made three throw by Jeremy Grant, Syracuse. 102-98, Nuggets have the lead with just under four minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. It has been a hellacious comeback by the Lakers, and it's been LeBron James and Anthony Davis at the front of this. LeBron now with a triple-double with 28-10-10, and and the Nuggets now desperately trying to hold on with just under four minutes left to go. Here's Harmon at the microphone getting back here. You can hear him now. Yeah, what's up? We, well, you, I know you're watching your Nuggets and biting your nails. You okay? Uh, you know what? You, you just watch a sequence and you get caught up in it going, what the hell just happened? LeBron's flying on the floor after a missed shot running into people. Yeah. And then it comes back the other way. Uh, a lot of bodies flying, oh, flailing. This game My is, apologies for getting caught up in the action. Oh, this game is drunk right now. I mean, look, as, as well as the Lakers have played here in the fourth quarter, they have had three or four unforced turnovers where I say – what the hell was that? You know, like it was just 101-98, and the Lakers and LeBron had a huge block, and he tries to thread the needle on a baseball pass up the floor, and Jokic just intercepts it. And I'm saying, what? What is he doing? What are you doing? I, I don't understand why they right. they still are taking these chances, and all they've been doing is just cutting into the Nuggets lead. The Nuggets have to be saying, we got four minutes left. Do we have enough? Do we have enough? Because this was like. A flash flood. It was the Lakers were dead and buried going to the fourth quarter. And look, I remember saying 22 minutes ago, the one thing you got to watch for, at some point is Frank Vogel going to pull LeBron and pull Anthony sure. Davis because it's not their night and they're they have to figure something else out for the next game. And instead, now it's a four-point game with four minutes left to go and LeBron and AD have combined for 55 and Anthony Davis – has pulled down his first rebound of the night. So just so we know, the Anthony. Oh, good. If you good. had he didn't get shut out. If you had the six-minute mark of the fourth quarter for Anthony Davis's first rebound, you've won the pool. So congratulations, you win. I got to tell you, if there's some prop bet for when that first rebound comes, and you uh, had some minute mark, mm. you, you probably won a lot of money if you were counting it down into the final five minutes of the fourth quarter, but. Just several possessions in a row for the Nuggets. They're just sloppy with the basketball. And, you know, there's an aggressiveness thing going on. And then both ways where there's a lot of contacts. Like, all right, we're not going to call that foul. Jamal Murray went to the basket, got knocked upside the head by, I don't even remember who it was because it was one of many incredulous moments uh, during uh, about a two-minute sequence. It's like, no call there as he goes flailing to the side. It's like, all right, uh, rules have been called off, and now we're down into, you know, just back uh, on the blacktop as a roll. Uh, And then Jokic at one point, he he held the ball out, you know, akin to our favorite Simpsons reference of, he's spinning the ball in his finger. Just taken from him. And they did. (laughs) And they did. So... Yeah, just a curious, I mean, fourth quarter of absolute collapse, no sense of urgency. You know, you you were asking, well, do they take guys out and do we get to see bowl bowl? Instead, the Nuggets forgot, hey, there's 12 more minutes of basketball still to be played. Yeah, and they look pathetic yeah. doing so. It's going to be really difficult for them. We'll keep you updated here. Still over three minutes left to go. Uh, 103.99, the Nuggets with a four-point lead. Meanwhile, as we get through week two in the National Bas- in National Football League, uh, clearly we spent some time last night obviously talking about the worst teams in the NFL, and clearly that's the Jets and the Giants, and they're just so sure. incredibly bad. The Giants bad because they're bad and they lost – Saquon Barkley, the Jets are just bad because clearly top to bottom, they're bad. But two of the teams that are really bad that no one's talking about are two teams that everybody thought, hey, this is going to be a playoff team this year. This is a team we're going to see. They're going to be able to play deep in. They're really good. And two of the worst teams no one's talking about, number one is Philadelphia. Philadelphia is terrible. Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz are nice players, and 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 Carson Wentz is really at the point where you wonder what's going on because Doug Peterson is criticizing him all the time now. And the 
they have no one you're scared of. I mean, this has been like a slow erosion of talent for them since they won the Super Bowl. Uh, but right now, when you're at the point where Peterson is ripping Carson Wentz, who has this big contract extension, you're trying to figure things out. The Eagles scare nobody. And maybe Carson Wentz has peaked. And 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 we could not be far from seeing Jalen Hurts uh, in in a in a bigger role with this team. I, mean, I I it's just after two weeks things seem so bad in Philadelphia, and it's not like I can see them fixing it and riding to the rescue. They just all the 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 skill players they had Super Bowl team. Hey, they had enough here, enough here, and slowly in the last couple of years, well, they lost one guy, they lost this, uh, and now Hawaii. I mean, really, Zach Ertz is good, but if you're not worried about anybody else on that team, uh, you can stop a tight end. And, and and that's what it is. And clearly Carson Wentz has not taken that next step into being the quarterback we thought he was three years ago. And it's not that hard. If you're good, you're good by now. If you're Carson, if you're really elite, you're great. You're you've made improvements at that point if you're Carson Wentz. I can say the same thing for Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold for all the questions about coaching you have is so and so because if they were this is year three for them. If they were elite good quarterbacks, they'd be better by now but they're not. And I see the same thing with Carson Wentz. Philadelphia is just absolutely terrible, but no one's talking about him. And look, they play in a crappy division. Clearly, it's the worst division in the National Football League, so you're never really going to be eliminated. But they really, they don't have anything going on right now. They're one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, he thought getting Miles Sanders and Lane Johnson back would cure some of your ills. Uh, in the receiving core coming into the year, you knew you didn't have game breakers, right? You're waiting on Rieger, see what he becomes. Deshaun Jackson is Deshaun Jackson, right? I mean, he's he's not world-beating. You basically have the two tight ends in Ertz and Goddard, and you're running back Miles Sanders, who had a fantastic rookie year. Looks like he could be the part. With Wentz, to some degree, I keep wondering if he, he's not feeling shadow, shadow injury kind of concerns, right? Like that there's still the reticence coming off his injury, even though that should be in the rearview mirror. Because like he pulls up, uh, and his you know footwork is off in that way, but from a personnel standpoint, defensively they're getting worked, and you're you're not you don't have wide receivers that you can count on at all. So it's going to be a long year for them. And in, even though the East, you say you'll cannibalize o- over the course of the season. You gave one away in week one with a 17-point lead against Washington, right? So they came up and got you and cannibalized you instead of you saying, all right, this this is an automatic win on our schedule and taking care of business. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. You know, the other team, too, that maybe their window is closed when we thought, well, it's still open for a little while. And they're terrible, and our, oh my goodness, our, our our boss Scott Shapiro is not going to like this. But boy, the Vikings are just terrible. I, you know, it was. It's easy to look at the team and go, they have the talent. Another year of gelling, another year, and, and they're going to be. But this is now the third year of Kirk Cousins. The team hasn't really gotten better. And when you don't get better and you think you just have to gel, sometimes you get passed by. And that's what the Vikings looked like to me, a team that's gotten passed by. They've gotten passed by in, in, in being uh, as explosive as an offense as it used to be, and, and, and clearly Stephon Diggs is having a big laugh right now. Uh, but they're just not nearly the team we thought they were. And maybe they've already had their window open and close. Because coming into this year, it was, well, the Vikings are still really good. Kirk Cousins is still really good. He's got a lot of weapons on offense. All Yeah, but what you've seen now is, Boy, the Vikings look like they've got all gotten old, and they've looked like they they're just not as competitive as they used to be. I mean, they, that Sunday was a real craptastic wake up call, and and I don't expect them to play that bad. But my goodness, they look like a team that okay, they were they came back with this group because they thought we can get it done here. But in reality, it's oh man, we we kind of miscalculated what we had going on this season. Yeah, 43-34 was week one against the Packers. That game's nowhere near what the final score. You know, it's cliche. This one's true. Uh, If you watch that game, Green Bay owned them from pillar to post. You got some great saver fantasy points out of it, uh, but nothing to write home about. Indianapolis just worked them, right? Just Mm -hmm. on both sides of the ball, just absolute dominant uh, performance. 28-11, your final. 
Uh, you saw Mo Ali Cox do- dominating in the low post. I mean, that guy played like a power forward the way he created space. Even Phillip couldn't, you know, throw outside of his range. He had created so much space to work into. Uh, and the defense, a lot of new parts. You're missing Daniil Hunter and Yannick Ngakwe. Other than the, hi, I'm Yannick Ngakwe uh, introduction at the start of the telecast. You don't hear that name again, <laughs> the way that defense is playing right now. Except when are we going to talk about Yannick Ngakwe? <laughs> so they've, you know, they, just a, an awful first two weeks. It's not going to get any easier. Kirk Cousins... You wring your hands wondering what he is. You got Tennessee this week, then at Houston, at Seattle, and at, then week six is Atlanta at home. Maybe you can outscore them or kick another onside kick that spins and be de- and bewilders them. Uh, maybe they'll know the rule by then, Jason. <laughs> Twitter, right? How about a fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. We are live from the Geico Studios. Hey, don't forget, Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief works fast and you won't stink. It's pharmacist-recommended odor-free pain relief for muscle pain, backache, strain, sprains, even arthritis. There's no stinging or burning involved. It is simple pain relief. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief works fast and you won't stink. Well, we got more coming up in 90 seconds, but right now... Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A game comeback by the Lakers, but in the end, not enough. The Nuggets win it. Mike's Nuggets, who he's got in the NBA Finals, win it 114-106. to The Lakers had cut this 20-point lead down to three. And it was a toss-up game with five and a half left to go after LeBron makes a layup. And this is where the Nuggets' heads are spinning. But then, about two minutes in game time go by, and the Lakers turn the ball over, can't make a shot, and you watch the Nuggets kind of gain things back a little bit. And while their heads were spinning, you had a bad LeBron James turnover, you had KCP missing a wide-open three, in, in the midst of, of the Nuggets having a couple more misses, this is when things really could have gotten out of control and the Lakers could have taken the lead, but they couldn't. And then the Laker, the Nuggets get a couple of free throws from Jeremy Grant, and the Lakers miss a couple more shots, and then Jamal Murray takes over in the final couple of minutes, and the Nuggets actually win this one very comfortably when it was really up in the air for them for a couple minutes there midway through the fourth quarter. Now, for the Nuggets and, and for the Lakers, after two games to one, here's, here's where I sit my immediate reaction. The Nuggets are happy they won this game and got back in. Right? Hey, we won. We did what we wanted to do. Okay, great. But you are sitting there, if you're the Nuggets, and you're saying, man, we dominated for the whole first quarter, whole second quarter, the whole third quarter, the first two and a half minutes of the fourth quarter, and then suddenly it was a game. In four minutes, this became a game. The Lakers played terribly for the first three quarters and still almost beat us. Conversely, if you're the Lakers, you can say, hey, they're not better than us. Yeah, This is not a team that can run away from us. Even when we play badly, we can still pull this game out, even when it was mainly two players, just LeBron and AD, who were at the forefront of this big comeback. So you're happy if you're the Nuggets, you won this game, but you are really buoyed if you're the Lakers because it's, well, they're not going to run away and hide from us. This is, I mean, we can come back on them. We can reel them in. This is not something where things can get out of control. Even though they lost, you walk away from this feeling pretty good if you're the Lakers. Yeah, he got worked uh, starting at the beginning of the second quarter. And yet you're still in the fourth quarter, found the crack, changed the tempo, right? They tried to speed speed the game up, got back into transition buckets, the dunk fest that we're so used to with, all right, there's another lob to Anthony Davis or there's a pass that he finishes off at the rack. Uh, that, that became commonplace for a good chunk, and it got to three points, stayed at three points for for quite a while uh, from a LeBron James layup at 526 to 353 left. There was no change in the score. A lot of frenetic pace, some really bad 26, 28-foot jump shots. Eventually, we had Rondo take uh, elbow Millsap in the head, so everybody immediately sprinted to the referees looking for flagrants there. So, I mean, it, it got a little little chippy, and, but down the stretch, just a couple of big shots, Murray with a couple of three-pointers down the, down the line, and then they made their free throws. So credit the, the Nuggets here. I don't know how you come back with that same intensity they showed for that <laughs> two-plus quarters, but... Look, that sense of like they know better than anyone the way the the playoffs have worked out for them that you you can't take the foot off the accelerator and open the door for the your your opponent to come back and take it because they've done that 
repeatedly. They've come in the back door and, and snatched other teams' money. Uh, and then certainly we're, we'll still make fun of the Clippers while we talk about that. But, you know, the Lakers aren't going to stop. Like, LeBron James doesn't get beaten rarely anymore, right, in terms of the these kind of situations. Finals is a whole other matter. Like We could talk about those, but in terms of getting through the paces, blood's in the water. He, he's going to try to finish, and he saw that they relaxed so you saw him amp up his game, and, well, the tail of the tapes, uh, look at the stats. Certainly filled it up in the stat sheet when it was all said and done. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Coming up next, more on the Nuggets' big Game 3 win. What I have been saying since the beginning of the playoffs, <laughs> you want to stop the Nuggets, you got to do one thing. If you can do it, you win. If you can't, you don't win. What is it? I'll tell you again. Coming up next, Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Right now, Jeremy Grant, Q-Show, getting interviewed on Inside the NBA. Following the Nuggets, 114-106 victory over the Lakers, cutting their lead to two games to one. It was a big night for Jamal Murray, 28 and 12 assists. Meanwhile, Grant with 26 points, uh, 10 out of 12 from the free throw line. And the thing about the end of this game is we watched it go from a Nuggets blowout to the Lakers cut it to a three-point lead with five minutes left. And who's the guy that takes over for the Nuggets down the stretch? Jamal Murray. Makes a couple of big shots. And suddenly a three-point game turns into a nine-point lead, and the Nuggets win it pretty comfortably, 114-106. to And, Mike, I've, I've said it from the beginning. The Nuggets are pretty simple. As nice of a team as they have, and we could be in, in the midst of the, the Nuggets and the Jazz being the two dominant teams in the West for a while, they're still a two-person team. Yes, you got a big night from Grant tonight. Michael Porter Jr. had an okay night tonight as well. But it's Jokic and Jamal Murray. And Jokic is going to get his points. He's terrific. He's going to fill the stat sheet. He's going to score 20. He's going to get you 10 or 12 rebounds. He's going to get you 6 or 7 assists. But he doesn't impact the game like Jamal Murray does. If you can keep Jamal Murray from going off, you beat the Nuggets. When Jamal Murray goes off, the Nuggets win. It really is that simple. Tonight was 28 and 12 assists, and the Nuggets won. When he has games of under 20 points, the Nuggets can't win because they don't have that reliable third or fourth scorer to be able to withstand it. So it's pretty simple. The, the Lakers, they got to make sure Jamal Murray's not the guy that goes off and beats them. And tonight, he was the guy down the stretch that made the big shots. And so for, if I'm getting ready for next game, it's okay. Jamal Murray's got to be the guy we stop. If Jokic goes for 26 and 15 and 10 assists, then that's what Jokic does. But if we, if we, But if Jamal Murray's not a big game after, in addition to that, then we're going to win the next game we're going to be up three games to one well i mean you just think about it the huge shot otherwise it's two one and the sky is falling of course game three would not necessarily have played out the same way but for giggles let's say the anthony davis shot doesn't drop all of a sudden it's absolute chaos but murray 10 of 17 12 assists hang a star on that number right there eight rebounds he almost had himself a good triple double here and down the stretch a couple of big three-point shots they took care of the free throws, but to your point, it, it's been apt, right? Jamal Murray, people have been waiting for the slipper to drop away. Who's Jamal Murray? This can't keep up. No, he keeps coming. He does not stop. And yes, Nikola Jokic was the name you knew coming in to the playoffs and into the bubble. Jamal Murray's now a household name, especially after a performance like this where you know you punch the Lakers in the mouth. And just for a, a quick notice, uh, we've talked about Anthony Davis in his two rebounds. He knows he doesn't get a pass just because he hit a shot in game two, right? <laughs> I think I Cause think because that, that, yeah, that shot, that. according to some, propelled him into all-time sure, great category. Sure, sure. <laughs> all-time great. <laughs> two two rebounds tonight. Yeah, yeah. That's hey, listen. Uh, this is a close series again. But I still think if I'm the Lakers, I feel better after tonight than I normally would have. They fought back. They nearly pulled it off. A game where they played awful for three-plus quarters, and they still almost had a good enough six minutes to win this game. Almost like the way we looked at the Warriors 
when they would have games like that uh, on their way to championships. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, more reaction from Orlando Plus. Big stuff out of the NFL. This is Fox. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.